What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Hawk Talk on Melrose. Um, kind of a random episode tonight. Um, we were talking the last episode that we weren't going to do a podcast this week because it's Iowa's bye, um, and we probably weren't going to do one until next Wednesday. But I decided to get on the mic because yesterday was Big Ten Media Days for basketball, and I'm I'm really excited for this uh, season. And so I just decided, why not? Uh, make a short and sweet episode. Tyler is not here today, just myself. So before we begin, though, um, I always recommend you watch it on YouTube. I just think it's the best place to to listen to our podcast because we we kind of do a presentation. So we have kind of what we're talking about in front of us, along with, you know, pictures, videos, whatever. Uh, but if not, uh, you can reach us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Anchor, and CastBox. Uh, we are on all those sites. So um, if you're listening on one of those, make sure you leave a review um, or and or tell your friends or whoever about our uh, podcast. Just get more people out there um, would be greatly appreciated. So let's get right into it. Iowa basketball 2022-2023 season preview. Obviously, um, going into last year, there was a lot of kind of unknowns about the team because we lost so many key players. Um, obviously started with Garza, then Joe Wieskamp, CJ Frederick, and then Jack Nungy. And so I think a lot of people thought last year was going to be kind of a rebuilding year. And it turned out, as you can see here on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, a picture of us holding the Big Ten championship uh, trophy, winning the Big Ten tourney, which was obviously uh, something that under Fran, we we haven't done, and we really haven't gone very far in the Big Ten tourney, um, and we ended up winning that. Now, last year was a very successful year, uh, but the March Madness kind of begged to differ. Obviously, losing right away um, was not pretty, wasn't good. A lot of people, some people predicted us to make it to the Final Four. Um, I thought we had a good chance of going pretty far, and we lose right away in the first round, so that wasn't good. But uh, overall, last year, was a was a great year considering the fact of how many people we did lose. Now it helped that we had uh, a top five NBA pick and Keegan Murray who might win rookie of the year this year in the NBA. He's off to now I get it. It's preseason. I know it's summer league, but man, he's, he's been impressing a lot of people both in the summer league and so far in the NBA preseason. So he might, or I, I don't even say might, he's going to have a really good NBA career. Um, and now I have my new NBA team. I, I've never really had an NBA team. I like LeBron, um, or I used to. I, I don't. I still don't. I don't like him as much as I used to. Um, so I usually just kind of follow whatever team he was on. You know, Cleveland, Miami, Lakers. Um, but I never really had a legit NBA team. So I think I'm going to start cheering and rooting and following the King. So, uh, but yeah. Anyways, that was a side topic. So let's get back to this. I think this year we're going in and we it's a little bit more proven in a way just because a lot of the players coming back uh, were on the team from last year. Now we obviously lost Jordan Bohannon. We obviously lost Keegan Murray and we lost uh, Joe Toussaint, but we're bringing back a handful of key contributors from last year now. And we'll talk about this guys need to step up. Uh, but I think this season has the makings to be a, a really good year. I think it is a tournament team. I think that, you know, we're going to have to win some, some good games, right? Uh, against teams that are really good to, I think, get a decent um, overall seed in the tournament. But I think overall, I think we can have a pretty successful campaign this year. Now, this is the toughest schedule. And Fran even pointed out yesterday at Big Time Media Days, 
the toughest schedule that he has created for this team. And, and kind of what he said is he feels that this team um, has what it takes to, to handle this tough schedule. And that's really good to hear because it is very tough. And we'll get into that later on into uh, the episode. So let's, let's get right into it. Um, I believe the starting five. Now, here's the thing. Just because the starting five is a starting five does not mean that this will be the final lineup two minutes left in a, in a close game or it's going to be the guys that are going to be playing the most minutes. I just think this is what the starting lineup will be. Um, I think at point guard, it'll be Aaron Ulis, uh, shooting guard, Tony Perkins, uh, small forward, Patrick McCaffrey, power forward, Chris Murray, and then uh, at center, uh, Philip Robracha. So I think that is the starting five. Now, like I said, I think down the stretch, um, close games, right? I think Tony will probably play point. Then you'll see Payne Sanford at shooting guard, Patrick at small forward, Chris Murray at power forward, and then uh, Rebracha at the center position. So I think um, kind of like what Fran said yesterday, it's not a very uh, big team, um, <clears throat> but it's overall a um, lot of depth and um, – so far, he's liking what he's seen, but yeah, and I and I and I would agree with them because obviously, yeah, Philip Rubracha, Ugandale, and then uh, Mulvey, Mulvey, I think his name is. I think I mean that's really, you know, it would have been nice if we went went out on the transfer portal, which we did. We try to get some guys. It's this is not like the football team where we don't try to get transfers. I mean, they did try to go out and get some transfers. It just was not very successful. Um, the guy that went to Texas Tech was the one guy I really wish we got. I think he was. I, think, I forgot what his name was. He, I think, was on Utah State, I believe, or he was somewhere out west, and he put up great numbers. And he went on Texas Tech, but um, I think this is the starting five, and like I said, it's gonna interchange a lot, and um, you might not agree with it. I, you know, I don't know. Who knows what it's gonna be? Obviously, come the first game, we'll kind of know, and it might change throughout the year. Um, I think last year. Obviously, we started off with Joe Toussaint starting, and then towards the back end of the year, he didn't. So maybe Aaron Ulis starts beginning of the year and doesn't, or maybe he doesn't right away and then he does. I don't know. So, but this is just kind of my starting five. Um, points per game per player. Last year, we averaged about 83 points per game. I think this year, I think go down a little bit. Now, I think we have the makings, and obviously under Fran, we're always a pretty good offensive team. So we could get to that number. Uh, but I, I'm going with around 77 points per game. So with the starting five, you have Aaron Ulis uh, at 6.2 points per game. Now, two years ago when he first started 2020 and 2021 season, um, he only averaged like one point something per game, but he also only played like barely anything. Last year, his numbers went up to like 12 minutes and he was averaging about three something per game. I think this year, especially if he starts, he's going to be about 20 minutes per game type of player. And so I think, why why can't he get to 6.2? I mean, it might be too much, uh, but I'm hoping that he takes that next step. Obviously, last year he was very inconsistent, uh, really wasn't that great of a score. But if, if you're playing 20 minutes per game at point guard, you're going to have some opportunities. Um, and so 6.2 points per game, I think, sounds fair. And that's, that's with me thinking he's going to take that next step. Uh, Tony Perkins, a guy that I'm really excited for, really took that next step last year, midway through the season. Average, I think around, uh, what was it, seven-ish or eight-ish points per game. I think he's going to get up to about 12, 13 points per game this year, if not maybe more. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it just depends on how big of a step he has taken. Um, last year, he was just really good at at driving, 
made some threes here or there. If he can improve his three-point shot, he's going to be really good for us. Uh, Patrick McCaffrey, another guy that every year has has gotten better. Obviously, the 2019-2020 season, he, he redshirted. I think he only played like two games and barely played. 2020 season, he played, but um, wasn't very much. I think it was like 12 minutes per game or something like that and averaged like three points per game last year. Um, kind of took that next step, was averaging about 20 minutes per game, I believe, and and had about 10 points per game. So I think this year um, he's going to be a 30-plus minute per night type of guy. And with that being said, I'm I'm thinking he's going to get about 14 points per game, maybe a little bit more than that. And I think he should. I I, I have no reason uh, to think that he shouldn't, especially, when, especially if, he, if he's gotten better. And I'll talk a little bit more about Patrick here soon. Uh, Chris Murray. You know, Frank keeps saying it. You don't want to compare him to, to Keegan. And, and I agree with that. You know, Keegan was, you know, was his own dude. I mean, he was a special player. Do I think Chris is going to be just like Keegan? I don't think so, but I think he's still going to be a really good player for us. What you saw in Chris last year is kind of what we saw with Keegan back in 2020. Um, and so if he can take, you know, that next step and be the main guy, um, I think he's going to average 17 points per game, if not more. He got he averaged about nine something last year, and this year he's going to be playing way more. Now the only problem I have is the pressure because obviously there's a lot of pressure on the kid to to be like his twin brother, right? And I think that's kind of the reason why Fran keeps stating, you know, just because they look alike, they're not the same player. He's a special player, but they're not the same player. And so I'm hoping that that pressure isn't on him, and he can just go out there, be his own player, and um, have every opportunity to to make a name for himself. Here's the thing about Chris. If he has a great year, um, I think he's going to have, just like his brother, a good NBA career because he's going to go somewhere. I don't know if he's going to be top five draft pick, but you know, if Keegan has a really good year, and let's say Chris has a good year, teams are going to see what Keegan's doing in the NBA and be like, okay, we should get this. We should get this kid, right? Hell, maybe the Kings will. Um, maybe the Kings will will draft him later in the rounds and pair them up. That would be pretty special and pretty cool. Um, and then at center. Philip Rubacha. Now he averaged about five something per game last year. I don't think he's going to make that big of a, a step forward. The problem with Philip is he's a good player, but I just think in the Big Ten, I don't know if he's quite good enough. And so I'm just going to average maybe a little bit more, about 6.1 points per game. Um, the backups, and this is kind of tough. You know, obviously we have Payne Sanford, and I think he's going to take that next step, especially. Uh, average a little over five points per game last year. I think he's going to get to double digits this year, 10.7. And then Connor McCaffrey, Connor's kind of that do-it-all player. He's not going to really score a lot for you, even though there was a couple games. Well, he had that stretch last year where he was knocking down every three. Now, if you can give me that this year, awesome. Uh, but 3.5 points per game, maybe a game here or there where you know he gets uh, eight, 10 points, but more times than not, he's more more of the guy that's just, you know, doing doing the the uh the dirty work right uh forcing turnovers you know getting the ball down low just being that player kind of like what um the coach for Illinois said yesterday you know if there was one player that he would take it's Connor McCaffrey because he's just tough as nails right so um if he can be that dude for us um the rest of the players I I really don't know much about because DeSante Bowen I think can have a good year uh but once again he's only a freshman he's unproven can he be a good player for us? I don't know. I don't know until we see him play. Now, from the top, from what Fran said, he's been 
doing really good along with Josh Dix, uh, the guy from Council Bluffs. I think if DeSante Bowen, I think he's going to play this year. I mean, there's there's no reason why he's not going to play. You go back and look at like Tony Perkins freshman year, Aaron Ulis freshman year. They both played. They just didn't really average many points per game. So that's why I'm only giving him like 2.9. I could be totally wrong on that. I mean, he could be a player that plays 10 minutes per game for us um, or something along those lines this year and, and average more points per game than that. I just don't really know until I actually watch him play. And then the same goes with, you know, our centers, Josh Gundale and Riley Mulvey. Now we both see that saw those two guys in action a few times last year. I, I just don't know how much they're going to play this year. And when they do play, if they're going to provide anything on the scoring end. So 1.4 for Riley, 1.2 for Josh. And who knows, maybe just one of those guys ends up playing this year and whoever plays, plays a little bit more than what I think. And maybe they average some more. So with all that being said, you combine all those numbers up, it is right at 77 points per game. I'm going to take a water break right now because my uh, mouth is getting a little uh, dry because I'm not used to doing all the talking. Usually I have Tyler here so I can take this break. So one second. All right. So let's get into the schedule. Or actually, you know, I, I want to I want to start. I want to say this these two uh, one thing quick before I get to the schedule. I think there's two X factors for this team this year. And you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna agree with me on these two X factors, but I truly think these are the two X factors. Obviously, yes, we have Chris Murray, we have Tony Perkins, you know, we have unproven guys like Desante Bowen, right? The, players like that. But I truly think these are the two X factors. Number one, Patrick McCaffrey. Now that one's not uh, no surprise because I just think for him, every year we saw that that next step that he's taken from, you know, 2020 to the 2021 season. And now hopefully the 2022 season every year, he's, he's getting more points per game. He just needs to be consistent because he wasn't, uh, I mean, sometimes he was inconsistent, not just per game, but in each game itself, like he would have stretches where he would go off and then he would have stretches where he wouldn't. Like you look at that, like that last game, for example, when we played Richmond in the, in the uh, tournament, he had that like five minute stretch there where he just, was all went off for us. And it was like, I think, it, I think it was beginning the second half, I believe. And then he just disappears. And the thing I had with him last year was he took a lot of weird shots. And so if he can just be a little bit more consistent and, you know, improve his scoring, right. Just improve his overall work. You know, your, your hope is, you know, through the off season, he, he, he hasn't proven or he has proven and he, um, has gotten bigger, stronger, faster, whatever the case may be. And so he's my number one X factor because, like I said, if he can be, you know, kind of that – because I think you have kind of like the big three, right? Now, they're not a big three like LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh, but I'm talking um, Patrick McCaffrey, Chris Murray, Tony Perkins. That's kind of like your big three. Those are the three guys that you're going to go into each game and you're going to be like, well, they should score this amount of points, right? All these other guys, you just don't know what you're going to get, right? Uh you can maybe add Payne Sanford in there too. Uh, but Patrick is one of those guys where your hope that he can, he can get to, you know, what I had 14.4, if not more than that, I, I, you know, you're, that's just the hope right now. The other X factor, and you might not agree with me is Aaron Euless because he's a guy that if you want to talk inconsistency, that that's, that's your guy. He just, was very inconsistent last year. And he's gonna have to take he's gonna have to take that next step for us in a in a big way because you know losing, you know, Joe Toussaint, right? We don't really have much guard play right now. Then we have DeSante Bowen, but he's only a freshman. So we really need this this Aaron this Aaron Euless experienced guy to come in and really, 
you know, be a better player for us this year. And because you know, he's going to have more minutes per game than last year. I think, like I said, he averaged like 12 minutes per game last year. I'm expecting 20 minutes ish minutes per game. And you just, my hope is that he can come in and, you know, every game, you know, provide that bucket here or there, right. Make that three when we need it. And last year, like I said, he just, he could not shoot very well. Um, can he be a guy that, you know, is athletic enough to, to get past the first offender and drive to the rim and dish out or whatever the case may be, if he can really have a, a good impact on this team, we're going to be a much better team because of him. And, and I truly mean that. And that's why I have him as an X factor, because like I said, you kind of already know what you're going to get from Tony. You're already going to know what you get from Chris Murray from Payne Sanford. I know Patrick McCaffrey was X factor for me, but you know what you're going to get out of Patrick too. Can Aaron Ewis a guy that you're not going to really think much of, you know, from time to time, provide that impact for us, right? Um, I have it at 6.2 points per game. That doesn't seem like a lot, but that, you know, to me, um, if he can average around there, that I think that's that's great because he's going to do the other things too. You know, he's gonna, I'm hoping, well, number one, he is going to play better defense than the last point guard we had in Jordan Bohan. Jordan, great, great player for us. I, I loved, I, I was one of the guys that, was happy that he came back last year. I know a lot of people were, were not happy with him coming back, but the problem with Jordan was he wasn't that good of a defender. So my hope is Aaron Ewis, a little bit more athletic, right? He can be a way better defender for us. So if he can do that, if he can, you know, be a good assist man, right? Not turn the ball over. I think uh, we're going to be a much better team. So those are my two X, two X factors going into the season, Patrick McCaffrey and Aaron Ewis. All right. Now let's take a look at the schedule. Now here, I'm going to say this. Um, I might be totally wrong on this. This is just for fun and games, right? Iowa football, I was totally wrong on what I thought the season was going to be. I would, I predict it's nine and three, I believe. And so far we are three and three and probably, well, not probably, we will be three and four after next weekend after we play Ohio State. So totally wrong on that. Uh, but it's all fun and games. So let's, let's take a look at the schedule here. Um, I'm just, I do it in, I'm going to do it in like breakups of like eight or nine games. So, um, Number one, the schedule is way tougher this year than in previous years. Non-conference um, is is pretty tough. So I have us actually, and once again, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this. Um, if you're listening on whatever other podcast site or whatever uh, platform, um, I'll just kind of, I'll just say it out loud here. Uh, but I have us losing, um, well, obviously winning the games, we should, you know, Buthane, Cookman, never even heard of that team before. North Carolina, a and I feel like we played them a few years ago. Have us winning that. And then we play our first true game on the road at Scene Hall. Now, I don't know much about this team. So what I did was I just went on Google, typed in, you know, Big Ten or Big Ten, Big East um, season predictions. I, I looked at some articles. And they and pretty much all the articles kind of agreed around six or seven. They're kind of projected uh, to finish in the in the in the Big East. So, in my eyes, that's a pretty average team. They lost some key players. Um, the guy from the team that went really far last year in the in the tournament, the Peacocks, I believe. Um, that coach is not the coach here at Seen Hall. Uh, but they, like I said, they lost some players. They did bring in some transfers, so they're going to be like middle of the road. Big, big East team. So I don't think they're going to be like, oh my God, like we're facing a really tough team, but I'm going to go ahead and just say we lose that game. I'm just going to, I think we should win this game. 
But I'm just going to say, for the sake of things, I'm just going to say we lose that game. And then we play Omaha at home, win. And then this is, I think, the tournament that we play, you know, during the holidays, Thanksgiving. Clemson, Georgia Tech. Once again, don't know about anything about these two teams. So what I did, I went on Google, went ACC, you know, looked at some different websites. Pretty much all the websites agree Clemson, kind of like Seton Hall, middle of the road ACC team, projected, like, finish, you know, midway. And then Georgia Tech, a lot of them actually predicted that they would finish. There was one that had them finishing dead last. There was another one that that predicted them to finish second to last. So they must not be a very good team this year. So I'm actually having us win both of those games. And then we play Duke at Madison Square Garden. I will be there. I am pretty excited. And I think maybe that's why I'm getting excited for the, for the basketball season is because I go into that game and I cannot wait. Um, we were planning this New York trip for months and we decided to go there and we were going to go Wednesday through Sunday. And then we found out that Duke was playing Iowa at Madison Square Garden, Jimmy V classic. So we were like, well, what the fuck? We might as well um, change our fights and, and come in on Tuesday. So we are going to that game. Pretty excited. The, the tickets were actually surprisingly pretty cheap. $79 for two games, the Duke Iowa game and then the Texas-Illinois game. So um, we're probably not – I mean, in the Iowa game is the, the later game, so we probably won't go to all of the uh, Illinois-Texas game, but we'll probably get there, you know, second half, and hopefully it's a good game. So pretty excited for that. And then we get Iowa State at home. Now, this game, I think Iowa State, I don't really know much about them going into this year. I know they lost, you know, Tyrese Hunter. Uh, I'm going to say they're going to be about the same as they were last year. I think the only good thing is that we're playing them at home. I think if this was in in Ames, just like every time we play in Ames, hostile environment, right? You always kind of have to count that as a loss. But since we're at home, I'm going to count that as a win. And then um, we play one Big Ten school, Wisconsin. Usually I thought we played two, but they must have changed that this year. Uh, so we play one Big Ten school, which is Wisconsin. And Wisconsin, you know, they lost, you know, Johnny Davis. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. Um, and we're at home, so I'm going to have a win there. And then we play Southeast Missouri State, Eastern Illinois, uh, two wins. And then we start Big Ten play officially at Nebraska. I have a win there. And then this is where you might not agree with me. I actually have three losses in a row at Penn State, Indiana, Rutgers. Penn State, man, I don't know what is you know, about playing there. But every time we play at Penn State, we always lose, regardless if Penn State is good or not. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But I'm going to say we lose that game. Uh, until it's kind of like football, like Northwestern, Purdue, Wisconsin, right? Until we, until I see us win that, I just, it's, it's going to make me hard to predict that we, we win those games. Um, and then we play Indiana at home. They're obviously, you know, predicted to, to be, you know, or they were uh, media polls had them at number one in the big 10. Um, they're going to be a really good basketball team. Not to mention this will kind of be a game where they're going to want back after us beating them in the big 10 tournament last year on that last second uh, Jordan Bohannon three. And so um, there's going to be a little bit of a um, revenge type of game for Indiana. And then at Rutgers, another place where it just seems like we, we can never win. Or if we do, it's lucky. Like go back to, I think, what was it? 2017, 2018, when Joe Wieskamp uh, made it off the side of the, the basket. So that's another game where it just seems like it's just such a tough place to play at and, and to win at. So I'm going to have that as a loss, but then we come back, we play Michigan a game that, you know, we're going to need, especially if we lose, you know, a couple games before prior to that. And it's just going to be a big-time game. It's going to be a, probably a ranked Michigan team. 
And so I'm going to say we win that game, and then we play a Maryland team, kind of a rebuilding team for them, new coach, win at home, and then we play Northwestern home. So we lose three in a row, but then win three in a row. And then we got two really tough games, at Ohio State, at Michigan State. I'm just going to go ahead and say a loss on both. I know last year we went into Ohio State and won, but um, those two places, you're always going to have to you know, predict a loss until, you know, hopefully when the time comes, we do win. Now, um, at this point in the season, you're looking at the end of January. I think if if everything goes as planned, right, and we have a decent amount of wins, and, you know, as long as we don't shit the bed in February, in early March, we should be a tournament team, right? Um, so at this point, it's going to be more like, okay, what seed do we want to be? We got to start winning some of these some of these big games to add to our resume. So if we can somehow, you know, win on the road at Ohio state or win on the road at Michigan state, that would be huge. Like if we could split those two games, huge, but for right now, I'm going to have both those as loss. And then we got uh verse Rutgers. I'm going to have that as a win. And then this Illinois game, the only time we play Illinois, we don't have to play at Illinois. Thank God. I'm going to say we win this game. It seems like last year, it seems like that last, how many years they have our number. And this, once again, will be a ranked Illinois team. This will be a game that we can add, once again, to our resume. And so I'm going to say we win this game. And then we play at Purdue, lost there. And then at Minnesota. Now, this is another place where it seems like we we can never win at. Um, or recently, we can't win at. Minnesota, I think they were predicted to finish like 10th or 11th in the, in the Big Ten. So they're not going to be a bad team. They're not going to be a good team either, probably. So I'm going to have that as a win. Ohio State at home and at Northwestern both wins. At Wisconsin, we were just talking about them a little bit ago. I don't think they're going to be as good of a team as they were last year, but that's on the road, so I'm going to have that as a loss. Uh, Michigan State at home then. Going back to kind of what I said against Illinois, we need to start winning some of these big-time games to add to our resume. I'm going to have that as a win. At Indiana, a loss, and then Nebraska uh, to finish the season off at home, a win. So I have Iowa finishing 20-10 and and 12-8 and in the Big Ten. Now, I think we play, depending on, I think that that tournament in November, we might play more games than what I have on those two. Because I think going back to it, I think we play Clemson on Friday, and then I think we play again on Saturday, whoever, regardless if we win or lose. So I think we actually have more games than, than 30. Uh, but for the sake of this, 20 and 10, 12 and 8 in Big Ten play. Um, now, 12 and 8, we actually, that's what we finished last year in the Big Ten, and we we were fourth. I don't know if you're going to get be fourth in the standings at 12 and 8 this year, uh, but it's probably four, five, or six. So if we can finish around there, um, that's, I think that's huge because once again, if, if you're, if you're finishing top seven, top eight in the big 10, you're going to make the tournament. And if you're four five or six, you're hundred percent going to make the tournament and going to have a pretty good seed. So if we could finish around there, that'd be great. Especially if you are those seeds in the big 10 tournament, you know, your, your hope is you're going to win at least one or two games in the big 10 tournament to, to even help your standing or help your seeding even more, even though, Last year kind of proven that the conference tournaments really don't matter because we won the Big Ten and we did not move in the seedings at all. So I don't know. Who knows about that? But 20 and 10, uh, 12 and 8 in uh, conference play is kind of what I what I predict. I could be way wrong. Uh, I'm, hope, I'm hoping that I'm wrong in terms of uh, we're better than expected, but I could be way wrong and we might have a worse record. I don't know. Um, but I, like I said, I'm excited for this team. I think there's a lot of potential. Um, I think offensively, I think we'll, we'll be just like previous years. I think we might take a step down a little bit, just losing some 
you know, like Jordan Bohannon making threes here or there, right? And, and, and Keegan Murray. But I think defensively we'll be better too. Now, we say that every single year, and I get that, and, and who knows, but I think we're going to be a little bit more athletic, especially on, on the perimeter and stuff like that. So I, I do think the defense is going to be uh, much better this year. And it needs to be. I, I there, we, there needs to be a season where our defense is, is way better uh, because we lose a lot of games because of that. I know offense, you know, you can get to 80 points per game. That's great, but there's going to be games where you don't. There's going to be games where you just, you cannot do anything, right? You go back to like last year against Rutgers, right? I think we put up 40-some points. Like, there's going to be games like that. So can 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 the defense step up and 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 and, and help you in those times? So, um, but yeah, that is it for this uh, preview episode. Very short. Um, we just don't really talk much basketball on this, on this podcast. It's mainly football. Um, but I just figured great time to, to really talk about it. Um, as I'm recording this on Wednesday, Iowa football had their assistant coaches, um, press conferences today. And, um, Brian Ferentz, I have my thoughts on that, but I'm going to say that until next, next week when Tyler, uh, joins the mic and we're going to obviously talk, you know, the Ohio state game and we'll talk about that. But, um, I kind of want, I want to say that for next week. So that is it for this episode. Um, thank you guys all for listening and go Hawks.